Hello and welcome to our podcast, What Makes Them Tip? Innovations that changed everything, where we hear from business leaders and entrepreneurs about the moment, insight, or inspiration that made everything possible and ultimately pushed them over the tipping point. I'm Mike Strada, founder and CEO of Arcalea, where we inspire business change by introducing data science, formal analytics, and provide implementation from marketing. Moneyball for growth-oriented businesses, we say success is now a science. Stay with us, and at the end of the show, we'll share how you can be the next guest on one of the fastest-growing podcasts in the industry. And with that, let's get started. Hey, everybody. Welcome to What Makes Them Tip, entrepreneurial innovations that changed everything. I'm your host, Timmy Bauer, and today I am talking with Chad Jenkins. Chad is a serial entrepreneur who grew up on a farm and went from horse trailers to the world of tech. And we are going to get into that as he talks about his company, SeedSpark. Chad, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited to I'm so excited to talk to you, Chad. So uh, you were you were telling me a little bit about this story before we hit record, but go ahead and give our listeners uh, what is your story? How did you go from from working on a farm to working in tech and and doing SeedSpark? Yeah, no problem. So I definitely grew up around horses for the better part of my young life, and I, I enjoyed it, but I didn't 100% agree with it. Uh, learned some very valuable lessons in that. Animals don't speak verbally, but you have to listen to everything that they say. Uh, and that helps you a lot in business as well. The transition from horses over to tech was really driven by, I began to realize that what I was suited for is to take current concepts and use them in just a little different fashion to add value to whomever I'm serving. Uh, so what I was able, the vehicle, original vehicle was actually Nextel telephones, the ones with that hideous beat. <laughs> um, it enables you to have instant communication to your entire staff and really dictate the level of service delivery in the matter of a second. So uh, that's what made the change. And it was yeah. a little hard transitioning from a big Perinas country store, which was original concept for them out in the suburbs, over to Nextel. They thought I was crazy, uh, but that only took about six months. And they understood that, that uh, we could execute at a high level. Yeah. And you were telling me that like they, they came into the store and they thought that you were crazy because of what you wanted yeah. to do. Yeah. W- yes. What was that about? Yeah. So you had, of course, these guys in business suits show up at an agriculture store. And here's a guy who who has a bunch of horse trailers and feed and tag. Picture a tractor supply before the concept hit mainstream across North America. Uh, it was that type of store. And here are guys in suits looking up around. It's a very nice building, but they're looking up around the building saying, and you want to sell what now? Uh, so ultimately, I wanted to be able to deliver that level of service and help people grow their businesses by the leveraging of Nextel. I had no interest per se in the product, only the outcome or the impact, Yeah, which, which worked out pretty well. So how does this lead to SeedSpark? <laughs> so along the way, I figured out at a very early age that I much preferred recurring revenue models over project-based models. And it, it didn't take long after I understood the enterprise value that you could create. So in the Nextel piece, which had a residual component to it, it was a residual component that I couldn't control myself. One that I could control is the assistance of managing very large corporate wireless accounts to ensure they had the right cost control. Uh, what that led me into 
having to understand trending, forecast analysis, uh, rate plan analysis, and customer service, heavy customer service. That's a little tough to scale. So what I what I did to try to fix it and to help give myself some scale was I wrote down all the business logic that I was applying <clears throat> just on a blank sheet of paper. And I was able to find two guys with Charles Schwab retirement technologies. One was a front-end guy, one was a database guy. And I just hired them. I said, can you take this business logic and make me an application that goes out and gets this data, runs it through this analysis and spits it out to my ladies? And it did. Well, at that time, because the Nextel business, I'd have been introduced to BlackBerry. And BlackBerry was beginning to hit mainstream. This was 2005, 2006. So we engaged directly with BlackBerry to bring the first BlackBerry store of the world to downtown Charlotte, North Carolina. <clears throat> In doing so, I connected the dots that I could use these same software guys who I just hired to create an organization and leverage that for the people I were selling Nextels to and managing their wireless account just to automate their business process. Uh, you probably don't remember, but the Blackberries transferred data at a very slow rate. But you could, it transferred fast enough, you could take payments in the field and manage inventory with little work order applications. So that's actually where SeedSpark originally started. I think that was yeah. just before my time. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, just before. I think it was 06 or 07, right before the iPhone came out, actually. Yeah, yeah I was I was in high school. That wasn't too bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, so give us a brief nutshell of what your company does and how you approach your market. Sure. Uh, SeedSpark itself is an, an umbrella of each of the main technology service companies that exist today. So digital marketing, business process automation, software development, and managed services. So it, managed services are data center operations, technical support services. Uh, so we, we put those all under one umbrella and deliver it to our clients to help them grow at 100% faster than they've been growing over the last three years. And on the managed services side is to reduce through an outsourcing model, their current technology costs by 20%. So when you squash those two together, we're a great partner if you're looking to grow exponentially. And how has your company, well, how long has it existed? Uh, so the original incarnation, when I owned quite a few other firms, was in 06 or 07. Uh -huh. And I, I sold four other companies in 09 during the recession and decided in the beginning of 2010 to pour gas into SeedSpark. So yeah. it's today, the, what it exists today is about 10 years old. Got it. And how has it innovated over that time? Uh, so originally starting, we listened to the needs of the clients and that's why you see multiple different ver uh, divisions under SeedSpark. These were individually providing services to clients. In the example, a client may would come to us and want us to rebuild their website because they wanted to increase lead generation. We, just because of our business acumen, knew that, hey, if we do a great job on this website, they're going to turn their quotes around twice as slow as they are today. So by being successful, we're actually creating a negative impact. So that's what expanded our business process automation services. Managed services or the IT group, the evolution of cloud hybrid cloud, moving to 365 and actually getting the main value, the real value out of Office 365 are all ways that we do what we do fundamentally, which is leverage something that has an intended purpose for more value than it's originally received. <clears throat> Combining those is the innovation, which is under our newest divisions, transformation services. 
So if you were to think about it, it's Accenture for small to medium-sized businesses. Right? And, in, and the example that I gave is a, is a pretty good example. We a lot of times get tasked to help someone uh, replace their internal IT guy, go to the cloud, build me a new digital presence and digital marketing platform to increase lead generation, or I'm having a lot of operational problems because we weren't planned to scale. Help me with my operational processes, which a lot of times creates a little custom operational application. The next evolution of the innovation is when we combine all of those under transformation services. <clears throat> so think of about it going, think of it like going to a doctor who's been doing a bunch of different businesses and has been able to see the ones that are doing it right and doing it wrong. And I took the same approach of writing down all that business logic in a very large assessment document that we take clients through, which yields a roadmap of objectives that they prioritize. To deliver that functionality or value, we began just in a, a partnership to grow their company by 100% more than it has been growing over the last three years and reduce their cost by 20%. So Love it. That's the innovation most recently. Love it. Love it. Yeah. Think Okay, Chad, think back to a the biggest tipping point of your business and tell, tell mm -hmm. me about that. Tell me about what really tipped your business towards success. Okay. Uh, so in the first many businesses, and I would dare say over a period of 15 years, so even back into middle school and high school, I always thought you had to be smart and figure it out yourself or you're not smart and you don't figure it out. So I was very <laughs> hard headed yeah. and I experienced some success early on. So I continued to ride that and I would just run into a wall, I'd back up and run into a wall again and try to re refactor my strategy. And before too long, I'd get around the wall. Along about the early 30s, so almost 10 years ago, I began to figure out that, hey, you don't have to, you don't have to figure it out all yourself. There are no original ideas. Begin to read extensively, but read with intentionality. So there are tons and tons of business books. Many of my friends put them out as well. When you read them, try to get to the core methodology. And if you read another book, what's the core methodology there? You'll yeah. find a lot of similarities, but there's unique spins on it. And if you're leading a team, upon reading something with intentionality, if you can yeah. get to that secret sauce that's inside the book, apply it. Yeah. So pour, pouring into others and mentorship, yep. huge deal. Yep. But And it's not that you have an original idea, but get what you can from everyone out there and put your own spin on it. So, I love that. I yeah. I agree wholeheartedly. This is something that I'm starting to discover now too, is like, oh, wow, I don't have to do everything. I can figure yeah, exactly. out like, who is the person that is the best at this? And here's this mm -hmm. nugget of information that I found. This goes to this person. <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. Yeah, that can help speed you up and, and begin to get scaled as, as well. So that's yeah. awesome. Uh, how do you typically read? Do you read, uh, do you do audiobooks or what do you do? All. Yeah. So I have a, I have a kind of a strategy, uh, audio book, because you get introduced to so many different concepts and you want to plow through them. So a lot of times I listen to books in the shower early in the morning. It's about the only free time that I have or at night I listen to podcasts. So that helps put me to sleep. I guess I'm hoping until my phone times out or goes on standby that some of that's leaking into my head whenever I'm asleep. So <laughs> after that period, if it's something that really grabs my attention, then I grab the book. Uh, there's a recent one, Ray DeLeo principles. 
Uh-huh. There's a lot of core concepts in it. Even He started yeah. Bridgewater Capital, yeah. largest hedge fund ever, most successful. Uh, there's a lot of concepts there that are very similar to other concepts in other books, but it's understanding the unique spin on it, which a lot of times helps you communicate that to a team because everyone communicates a little differently. Uh, yeah. That's another tipping point. So <clears throat> along the way in a business career, I'm sure every one of us have done some level of profile studies. And the very first one you ever did, you probably thought it was complete hooky. Um, and I did, just the same as I just outlined. Along about that same time that I started being very intentional about my reading, I also became very intentional about how to communicate with other humans, and they are not all the same. So I use these methodologies in every company I own, and I've seen exponential growth because of it. And it's not a one-hit wonder. So in most of my organizations, we're using a particular profile study once a quarter, because it's the only one that I've found that measures who you are and who you are in your current job position. Because often we're asking people who are awesome people, they're really professionals in what they do, we just ask them to do the wrong thing. And because they're great people, they continue to try and then begin to struggle. Some of those profile types will not tell you that they're struggling. And if you don't have the right metrics in place, you can't keep the beat on it and get in front of it fast enough. Hmm. So this particular one tells us that, hey, this person's running off in the ditch. They may not tell you because they're profile type, but we take a, a very proactive approach of just having a conversation. So that, that was another tipping point. And whenever you're experiencing high growth in any organization, the alternative is a lot of times you have some carnage, right? You have yeah. maybe higher attrition than what you would want to have. Know that everyone on earth has a unique ability. It's our job as leaders to find it. When we focus on it, your attrition goes down, revenue goes up, profitability does too. Yeah, love that. Yeah. Chad, what's uh, one piece of uh, wisdom that you'd like to leave our listeners with? <laughs> uh, one thing that I always rely back or fall back to, Henry Ford said that the hardest thing you'll ever do is think. That's why most people do not do it. So <laughs> that's, that's one piece of wisdom. Like if you're getting stuck, take a step back from it and really be intentional and break it down. You have the right answers. Trust in yourself and leverage every piece of content that you can to better analyze whatever you're dealing with so you can push through it. Yeah. Because most people that. won't think they'll just stop. Yes. Oh man. So cool. true. Chad, how can listeners connect with you? Uh, w, of course, on the World Wide Web at seedspark.com uh, is the easiest. <laughs> on the World <laughs> like, Wide Web. <laughs> I, I thought that would be awesome instead of www. <laughs> uh, you got to have Great. some humor. Uh, that's the easiest way. Or of course, on LinkedIn, Chad yeah. T. Jenkins. Yeah. Awesome. Thanks for being on the show. Hey, it's my pleasure. Have a great day. Thanks again. Thank you for listening to our show, What Makes Them Tip? Innovations that changed everything. If you're an entrepreneurial leader and you'd like to share the inspiration that changed everything in your business or venture, please visit arcalea.com slash guest and a small request. If you've liked this interview, please help us out by sharing this episode with a friend or on social with the hashtag Arcalea. You can also help us out right now by providing a review in your podcast player and a thumbs up or rating review would help a ton. We promise to read every word and it helps us improve a little bit each day. And while you're at it, please also subscribe because every week you're going to be inspired and learn from other leaders in bite-sized increments. Again, my name is Mike Strada. Let's connect either on social or stay up to date on all things business at arcalea.com. Thanks again for listening and thank you for being part of the over 99% of America's firms that make up the entrepreneurial community. Until next time.